Welcome to the latest episode of Leverage. We have Joel Kadish back. I'm back. You're back. I feel like you never left. <laughs> um, we are doing sellers. I, the response I got on the buyers uh, video um, episode that we did was so good. And um, I feel like all the stuff we're working on right now, the sellers one is just so timely for you and I right very, now. Very, very timely. But we'll we'll leave that story to another one. I feel like maybe a year from now we can talk about that one. We need some time to pass. I need so much alcohol to get yeah. me past that one. Anyway. 100%. So the idea is we want to go through all of the things that um, sellers, if you're thinking about selling your home, what you need to know. So everything from the listing agreement to what you need to disclose to um, taking offers. So first is the listing agreement I, I, and the listing paperwork in general. So there's three pieces of, of paper that you sign, three documents you sign when you um, hire an agent. First, obviously, is the contract is not with me. You're making a, you're signing a contract with the brokerage that the agent works within. And it is for a finite amount of time. And there are a lot of people that don't know that they're allowed to break that. What under this, do you get involved in that? I don't think I've ever asked you that. Like, do you get involved? Like, I'm not happy with my agent. I'm going to go to them and I'm going to break it. I don't want to be in this anymore. I don't think you're doing a good job. Is it up to the brokerage? So I I have uh, from time to time been involved in those kinds of That's kind of disputes. sad that it got to you. Yeah. yeah and, and, you know, typically it really is just interpersonal as opposed to anything else. It's That's about, true. it's about expectations not meeting and and I've never taken it further than saying look you you know have a chat with your agent if necessary you can call the broker of record and speak to them about what you do or do not like maybe they can assign a different agent and then we get into the explanation of you know holdover periods and Just, introductions yeah, and for sure. you know what it <laughs> Just be good people. Let everybody go. I have had that conversation with people that are being referred to me, walking them through, looking at that contract and saying, so we're going to make it for four months. We're going to save. For, and they say to me, but I want to sell my I want to sell my house in two months. Why would I still be having a contract with you? So it's an interesting conversation to have. But I always put it out there. I said, I don't want to work with anyone who doesn't want to work with me. But, and I, it always, that, that's the interesting part to me. It's But it, there's that, money. It's money. It's always money. So there are agents out there who won't let people out because they, they, they really want that money and they want to be able to uh, secure, yeah, secure the check. Okay. Well, just so you know, you can walk away. And I would be very shocked that you would find a broker of record in the city of Toronto that will not allow you to get out of one. So that's one thing that you should know. The second is, and we've talked about this, is so there's an MLS data sheet that that your agent will fill out and it basically populates all the information that is going to show up on the listing online. And so, you know, you're basically going to... Um, Tell your agent everything that you can to the best of your ability or and not. to your knowledge. Or not. So, so <laughs> I, I mean, if I was, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, in, in cottage country and some other parts, not GTA, they use yeah. the SPIS, the yeah. seller yeah. seller property information statement. Yeah. And lawyers hate those. So a seller's property information statement is just a, you know, a real disclosure. laundry list of disclosure stuff. And so as seller's lawyer, I would tell a seller, don't fill it in. No. 
don't sign it, don't do anything. The, the one thing that we've talked about from a disclosure standpoint is, is that, is that once the agent knows your, your, your regulation, say you have to disclose, whereas a seller may not want to disclose certain things. So sometimes I get phone calls, uh, about, uh, about what I should or should not disclose. Um, and one of the more interesting things was where someone was killed, you know, on or about the property. And I said, by no means should you tell the agent, uh, because once you do tell the agent, the agent has to disclose that. And then the property can become what we call stigmatized, right? Nobody wants to go near it. Right. Well, I mean, we've also had this conversation and I've, if I had a dollar for every time an agent, you know, came into a home that I had for, that was listed, um, that was a little older and said, well, has there been any water in the basement? You know, and we've had this conversation, right? It's like, well, do you have to do, so I have seen multi-million dollar homes, brand new, you know, a year old get water in their basement. It is not a new versus an old, but, you know, the question is if you had, water in your basement 10 years ago. That's right. And you fixed it. And you fixed it. Is there, or... I just just had a a really interesting discussion with a young agent about this. So I I said to him, do you keep... Was it water? Do you... Yeah, it was, well, sort of. But I said to him, do you keep a binder for your house? Like, does Joel Kadish have a binder for his (laughs) house that shows every repair... And everything you've ever done. Most people don't. I don't. Like I did a major, when I moved in, my my uh, powder room, bathroom exploded on my living room. And I just blamed my son, right? If, you know, for not, you know, okay. plunging appropriately. Sure. Okay. Anyway, it ends up <laughs> that there was a major, sort of major little problem. My driveway. And, a major little problem. Yeah, my driveway ends up getting digged up. Uh, everybody oh, says to me, yeah. are you going to sue the seller? I say, I don't know any good lawyers, so no. Um, <laughs> but I just, I paid it and, and, and I sort of moved on. Uh, but now when I sell the house, let's say I sell the house in 20 years. Do I have to say when I bought the house in 2017, I did this repair on the toilet? I don't think I do. I think once I think something is fixed, then I don't have to disclose it. So I had this whole chat with this young agent because the agent was so concerned about their disclosure obligations because there was this thing with the brick and whether it was caused by freezing water and then uh, defrosting water and freezing and defrosting because right. it was keep this sort of add this cycle. So it was wrecking some bricks. So the question is, I said to him, are you an engineer? Do you, do you have, do you, are you qualified to make this disclosure, right. or can we say, no, no, they replaced all, all of the right. stuff and it's okay. And, and, but these discussions happen all over the city every day about what do we, what do we say and what not to say. And we're all worried about, you know, getting sued later or having those horrific oh, letters come. A hundred percent. And, and was it, it might have been you, or it was another lawyer who said to me, "Anyone can sue you for anything." Yeah, we, we literally. I we, mean, but if you live your life worrying about no, that, no, exactly. Right. We say if you, you know, we say if they can spell your name, they can sue you. Like it's right. not, it's there's no magic to litigation per se, but litigation is costly, time consuming, and incredibly uncertain. So you're not just going to dive into litigation right. unless you find that carpenter ants have destroyed, you know, the second story. And the second story is holding on by a thread. And your whole house is going to And your whole yeah. house is going to, you know, essentially 
uh, you know, having it's said not that, livable. Having said that, I also have clients who would sue someone oh, over a check not showing up court. the next morning. Uh-huh, I mean, I just, absolutely. I do. Absolutely. But I think it's, you know, risk tolerance and what appetite you have to get aggressive about it for sure. But, but back to our original discussion about disclosure and what, what we tick off in those boxes when we list, we do have an obligation to be careful. You have an obligation to, uh, uh, to look into um, whether or not the, what information is accurate. And so there is, there is liability both on the agent and on the seller to make sure that information which is being, being conveyed is accurate. So we, I remember um, on the same vein, I had a, a house years ago that we did a pre-inspection and we found asbestos yeah. around a, a pipe sure. in the furnace room. Super typical, by the way. And so we had it removed. It was, uh, my, my seller was just one of those people. She was a little bit anxious about it. She didn't want it to be there. She wanted to be able to say that that wasn't something that was going to be found. And we had a reputable company remove it. We had a certificate that it was removed. And her lawyer said, there's nothing to disclose. If it doesn't, if it's not there, there is nothing to disclose. Yeah, I agree with that. So I, I think that people, when they're selling and let's say I have an older home or whatever, or even when I come in and talk about, you know, pre-inspections, I think it's really, um, it's it's good for people to understand like, well, how old are the windows? How old are this? But more so, you do not have to tell your agent that five, six years ago, there was water leaking out of that window Absolutely. that you had fixed. Absolutely. And, and, and Don't tell me. Like clients are like, can I tell you something? I'm like, no. I don't know. I said, actually, I want you to think about what you're about and, to tell me. Not that I want to hide it from buyers and be do anything illegal, but sometimes an overshare is still just an overshare. And, and I tell the sellers, don't be in the home. Don't ever be in the home oh God, when no. the buyers come through. Oh God, no. Because you might answer a question, an innocent question. Oh, uh, how how's the how's the uh, sprinkler system work? Or for a buyer's visit, even when it's closed, even no. when it's sold, no. don't be there. Don't be in the house. Don't be there. Also, you know what I love, and I don't know if you've ever advised any clients on this, when your clients are like, um, the buyers want a walkthrough. Yeah, they'd love yeah. to. And and I've got I've had older clients who've like they. You know, they've raised their children in it and they're so home proud and they're like, oh my God, we'd love to. And I go, absolutely not. I said, please don't do it. Yeah, because the buyer wants to know uh, where the shutoffs are and where this is and Hire where that is. Hire a contractor. Hire and, a handyman. And, and, it's and, not your responsibility. And I just tell them. Don't do it's it. It's in all it's the liability. usual places. No, it's liability. Don't, don't, don't go do it. through. Yeah. Someone says the weirdest thing. And the next thing you know, they're on the phone with their lawyer going, I don't know. I don't like this. They said this. They said that. It's not that you're trying to hide something. It's that people get very nervous and weird. Yeah. And, and some people are incredibly aggressive. Um, and when we deal with those uh personalities because <laughs> what we do is so often about personalities it's not about you don't say it's not about the dryer <laughs> it's not about the washer it really is about their personality types mm-hmm. and when they're super super aggressive you know uh they may just go to a lawyer and fire off a letter about a four or five hundred dollar item or blow it up and say you owe me twenty thousand dollars and the the only thing you're left with really is is unhappy people really on both sides yeah um and and so disclosure is a tricky question for those watching today if if you if you had a doubt about disclosure or not disclosure don't talk to your agent talk to your lawyer your lawyer is bound by solicitor client confidentiality they can't 
subject to certain restrictions, which don't really apply to real estate, um, they, they're not allowed to sell anybody. Uh, they're, they're bound by that, that bond of confidentiality. Agents have different disclosures. So if you're not sure, call your real estate lawyer before you list it and say, look, I gotta fig- I'm trying to figure out this one thing that's mm-hmm. really bothering me. Mm-hmm. And you can, get some, you can get some really good advice very quickly because the answers, people get, people get in their heads. Our clients get in their own heads when they're listing, when they're buying. We've seen it too many times. The answers are usually pretty simple, simple self-evident. Yeah, but they hear stories and they someone do. tells them a story oh or gosh. they read a headline or that person got sued or they lost everything. They became homeless because they didn't tell them that there was water in their basement, but they didn't read the whole article. And again, this is not about not telling the truth and there are defects that you have to tell for sure if there is something serious like carpenter ants yeah right absolutely there are certain things obviously you Uh, can't hide no doubt you like if you have mold in your basement yep and you paint over it. Oh, absolutely. So that's called active concealment. There's a bunch of cases about this. So, you know, I've got mold and I take some bleach and I, I scrub it off. And then when the buyers come through, they don't see any, except mold, as we know, comes back. So after you scrub it off with bleach, it's it's bound to come back within a few months. And then, then you really, really have a problem. So active concealment is a huge, huge problem where, you know, you did something and that information uh, then caused the person to enter into a contract with you and that, and that you knew was not correct. Yeah. And, and, and so these lines are fine, but most of the time it's something very, very minor. But look, I've had sellers not want to disclose water damage and they brought in fans the day before closing and dried everything out professionally. But to me, I'd rather make it simple. Hey, the fridge stopped working or the fridge isn't working. Here's the disclosure. Here's, I'll give you 500 bucks and let's let's just wrap this up right now. We did the very similar thing. I Closing their ice maker bro. Yes, absolutely. The part, it was not fixable. And again, it was, you know, you call the agent and you say, listen, we have, and we'll get into this, but it's like, the fridge is seven years old. Yes, 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 yes. Right. It's only the ice maker. Let's call it a thousand bucks and we'll just take, you know, it'll be credited to you at closing and that's it, which was even generous considering how much it would have cost to replace a seven-year-old fridge. Well, we talk about that. You're not entitled to a new fridge. You're entitled to a seven-year-old fridge. So people are like, well, I want X dollars. Yes, 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 that's what a new one costs. But now go on Kijiji and look how much a seven-year fridge costs. Right, so, okay, so let's, 500 bucks. so let's get into that. So yeah. now we've figured out disclosures, yeah. we're on the market, yeah. we, um, we sell it and, okay, so, Again, something that not everybody understands. So you get an offer. Mm -hmm. There are three things you can do with an offer. You can ignore it. Like legally, I don't even actually have to really acknowledge anything about it. I can let it expire. It can be done. We don't like it. We don't want to touch it. We don't get involved in it. Fine. Two is you can accept it exactly as is without any changes whatsoever. Deal is done, finished, or you can make changes to it and send it back to the buyer. So let's say that we accept this offer. It's got conditions in it. It's got whatever it is. And, um, you know, we talked about this on the buyer side of it, about what the obligations are, what, you know, kind of like that buyer beware, um, you know, on the contract and how the contract doesn't really mean anything to a certain extent. So now you're the seller. 
And I'm going to tell you something. Nine out of ten times before you you close, something will break. I don't know how it is that the gods of appliances or elite or whatever it is, I don't know. But something the air will conditioning break. gods are cruel. No, it's truly like it's, <laughs> it's amazing how like a knob falls off and then or the ice maker breaks or your stove or whatever it is. And listen, there are people who will be like, don't say anything. We're not going to say anything. We're going to pretend like we never saw it and they're going to close. And, you know, as we said in the buyer's episode, you know, you can take them to small claims court, but it is, it's crappy and it happens. But if you're the seller, you're going to be a good person. You're going to tell your agent, you're going to say, what do we do? Right. And hopefully your agent is also a good person and says, let me talk to them. Let's come up with a solution that makes sense for both sides. But yes, first of all, what is good working order? So I had, I sold, I know it's so, so one of the main clauses is, is that the seller warrants that the chattels and fixtures will be in good working order at time of closing that, that clause will, that will not extend past. Right. Right. Okay. Absolutely. So, um, so you go in, it's my favorite, the buyer visits. They go in, they mean nothing. I mean, I do them also, but the reality is, is that you're really going in on the buyer's visit to make sure that the house is not being destroyed. You're making sure there hasn't been some major flood that, you know, you're not going, you know, I love it. We're going to flush all the toilets. What is that going to do? And you're not in- you got, I've got mother-in-laws coming in, flushing toilets, yeah, turning by, sinks on. There's that, nothing I can fine. do at that point. By that time, there's nothing you can do because you're not entitled to an inspection unless the contract says you're entitled right. to an inspection. Unless it's conditional. Not even that you're, Absolutely. that it's conditional on Absolutely. that. Okay. So good working order. So I had a condo that closed. The agent comes in, does her buyer visit, calls me. I swear to God- the morning of, and like, it's closing that afternoon. And she goes, oh no, it was closing the next day, sorry. And she goes, the pressure in the water head oh, on the, in the main yeah. bathroom- That's very serious. Is, <laughs> is only 50% and 50% of it is coming out into the tub. We expect you to fix this by tomorrow before closing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so first of all, um, I'm not a magician and I have a lot of really good trades, but I'll tell you right now, it would be almost near impossible for me to find a plumber that will fix anything in 24 hours. So Second there's, two, is, there's two legal concepts for water, potability and flow. That's when you deal with cottages. And, you know, it's a joke, right? Because when we talk about flow, we always say, when you stand under the shower, can, does the soap come off? <laughs> uh, but, but, but people find the weirdest things and they take videos of them. No, I got videos. And they oh, said four in the morning. Yes, I got right? videos. Before closing, Joel, I'm irate uh, because, and then you get a fan in the what washroom is- that goes clunk, clunk, clunk. And yeah, I- Yeah, which is nine times and, out of 10 too. And we walk around the office, we show them to everyone uh, mockingly. <laughs> and, and we say, you know, Home Depot's the answer or, but these people are irate. They're not just, you know, upset. But this is on the agent's part. Like when you go and you say, listen, we're going to a buyer's visit and we want to make sure, you know, that there's nothing major. You know, the reality is that this buyer, and I'm not like, I get where they were coming from, but they didn't do a home inspection. That shower had been like that since day one. 
And if you wanted that fix, that should have been part of, we sold that condo as per the fact that there was a shower. And by the way, the owner used that. So it's interesting, going back to my question. So it, what is good, yeah. my client used that shower 100%. for seven years, yeah. just that way, never had a fix because she because in her mind, it was in good working condition. Absolutely. That and, was and, fine. And not only that, but there's been no change. So we, as lawyers, we look for, was there a change? So on everything freezes as of the date the agreement of purchase and sale was signed, right? Okay. So that's like, a, let's call that a demarcation point because you have to get the property in the same condition as it was on the date the agreement of purchase and sale was signed. So if the water pressure was the same, right. then the proof is on the buyer to say there was a change between right. so if the So you didn't check it. If you didn't check it, it's your problem. Have exactly. a nice day. Exactly. And you know what? If it's a condo or a house, like, you know, that's one of those good luck issues, right? Good luck trying to fix that in a million days, not just one day. But but we do we do find that the quality of the parties and the quality of the agent really matters with these small disputes. Because uh, I, when I talk about Rachel Levy, I say she stays with you. So after the, the, after the agreement signed, she- That actually didn't sound good. She stays with you right <laughs> you until the end. You can't get rid of her. No, you can't. She, and she stalks you on, on socials for sure. Um, but, but, but a lot of agents just stop. That's where the service comes right. to an end. Right. And then they, they say it's up to the lawyers. And that's the worst thing in the world to well, let lawyers we mess know, everything up. Well, they until, mess everything up. Oh, my uh, God. Except if you were dealing with what we're dealing recently and then it's definitely dealing well, with the lawyers. But Sure. But I but I agree. And I think that... Um, that's customer service, man. When you go Take into a home at the end, yeah. you need to... Yes, it should be. So if you go in and you're like, you know what? Um the fridge is not working. It was cold. Now it's not working, whatever. Different. Yes, but again, going back to what we talked about in the buyer's um, episode, you still have to close. You still got to close? You still got to close. It's not going to stop. But the lawyers will discuss. And again, you hopefully also have good lawyers on yeah, either side. Absolutely. That are going and, 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 and to discuss it as human beings and how to come to a reasonable Yeah, an abatement agreement. of the purchase price or a credit on the other side. You know, crediting the statement of adjustment. So, statement of adjustments is an accounting yeah. between vendor and purchaser. So, as opposed to, I, I don't want a new fridge, right? I just want cash so I can go buy my own fridge yeah. if it breaks. Which is what so you want. So, it's a seven or fifty dollar credit, a five hundred dollar credit. We shoot some emails back and forth, and hopefully, you know, and but the one thing I do want to tell people, and you you know this, we're talking about ninety eight, ninety nine. And one or two, one or two percent of the times things go bad. 98, 99 percent of the times, I call it theory X, theory Y. People are good or people are bad. When I people, agree, when except good, I'll tell you, it's so interesting. It also, I think, depends on the market. When COVID was happening, people ate like, like just, I don't, I was going to say a horrible word, but like, <laughs> like they would just eat garbage and live with it and just were like, oh my God, I won a house, you know, $300,000 over asking and I yeah. beat up 56 people and they wouldn't give a shit if the fridge was working or not. No. And now I've got agents calling me going, the water pressure is yeah. it like, and because money is, and I get that. I get calls all the time from clients who bought homes in the last few years they're fine. They're going to make their mortgage payments. Are they sleeping well at night? No. Is it costing them a lot of money to live in their house? Yes. So when you go and you're out with buyers now, that 
mortgage payment is double, triple what it was, they're not so excited about eating humble pie. They're not no, so they're happy not. about the water pressure. They want everything perfect. And so it really does come down. And we, again, I'm referencing something that we can't talk about, but it talk. you see the difference when you have a good agent on the other side who has a good relationship with that person and that buyer and when you don't. And if they have control over what's going on and they can manage the situation. So, on that note, yeah. what so as so you've uh, you've accepted this offer, yeah. everything's fine, and the check doesn't show up. Right. So, so by the and it's not done until the check. So I had a client the other day who said, "How come it doesn't show that it's sold?" And I said, "Because the check's not there yet." So, but so, what it is? So there's three components um, to a contract, and this is any contract, by the way, not just real estate. So a real estate contract is special because the law in the province of Ontario says. Anything where you deal with land has to be in writing because land is such a special asset um, that, the like le- that the legislature th- said, no, you know, it must be in writing. And and so we, there's no verbal agreements to purchase or sell lands in the province of Ontario that are infor- right. they're enforceable. So it takes a whole lot of nonsense out of it right away. But any contract has three components, offer, acceptance, and consideration. So the offer is the offer, acceptance, one party accepts. And then the third component is consideration that passes between. So that's the deposit. So you guys have a rule that says they have 24 hours to give the deposit. We That rule isn't real except for you guys. That's not right. what the law says. But a deal is not conditional upon the delivery of a deposit. No, you're in so, breach of contract so if you don't deliver if you don't deliver that, you're in breach of contract. So I just had... Uh, a good friend of mine who uh, sold uh, his place and no deposit was forthcoming. I What was the reasoning? Uh, buyer's remorse. They just said, look, we, we, we changed our mind. And so- Was it a multiple, like a multiple offer situation? Let's say, let's say it let's wasn't say yes. multiple, but let's say it was in a situation where there were backups, right? So, so you, you lost, you lost uh, uh, mobility, right? In the market. So- uh, Fair enough. So, so there was so, momentum. Yeah, there and was it, momentum. Yeah, Absolutely, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. So, so I wrote them a letter that just says, "Look, you're in breach of contract, and we're going to hold you responsible." So we relisted right away, and we actually sold for for ten thousand dollars less. Um, so I wrote another letter that says, "You know, we sold for ten thousand dollars less. Pay us." They're not going to pay us, <laughs> but but I have a funny feeling that that my client is going to go to small claims court. And, Good for and him. sue them um, because he felt very strongly about uh, losing the momentum, losing the it's deal. It's also wrong. And it's real money. So yeah. it, it's not fictional money, right? Mm-hmm. So in other words, had they closed- $10,000 is a lot of money to a he, lot of people. He wants he wants to be in the same position. He's not saying I want, you know, I'm going to sue them for pain and suffering no. or all that nonsense. He oh. just said, look, I want to be- even do that in Canada? No, no, no. Nah. But he said, he said, I want to be in the same position as I would have been had you closed. So I think they- are going to sue in small claims court to recover the difference. But again, the main thing that we're saying is that deal is not conditional on delivery of on delivery of the uh, no. uh, deposit. Once you sign and accept, you owe That's that it. you owe that check. And particularly where it's unconditional. And here the deal was unconditional. Right. And we talked about using conditions to get out of deals. You can't do that either. Right. Our highest courts have said you have an overriding obligation to act in good faith. And I've talked about good faith before in in some of our earlier work. Um, and and so now let's play it forward. 
the deposit has come you and then sometime <laughs> between now, but sometime between delivery of deposit and closing, the buyer, we're doing seller side today. So the buyer says, uh, I don't think I want to close or I'm not closing. Or I lost my job or who, I mean, uh, I, by I the want, way, going back to the not, like the yeah. check not showing up of, sure. of the decade plus that I've been in this business, of the hundreds of deals I've done, only one deal has ever not showed up with a check the next day. And I agree. Only one. I agree. It's and, very rare. And had it not just happened to me, I I I wouldn't be telling the story. Yeah. But the story is just illustrative of the fact that a contract's a contract. The yep. deal's a 100%. deal. It it's not conditional upon that that no. delivery. Okay. So we have the yep. deposit check. Yep. They and they decide well, the buyer's remorse. Sure. So now they they the buyers come to you at, in some way and say. Um, you know, we want out. Well, there's no out. Um, uh, there are certain things that real estate lawyers can do. And there are times where I see a storm coming, uh, the iceberg to the Titanic. And I say, no, we need to bring a court lawyer, a litigation lawyer on now. And, you know, we need a bigger room because I would love to do, bring in my friend who does real estate litigation to talk about the reality of litigation with you and I, because the reality of litigation is it's absolutely horrific, right? right? Cost, time, like you uncertainty. Said, once you get right? there, everybody loses. Everyone loses. Yeah. So, so you know, but you have to get the right advice. And this is where, this is sometimes a distinction between experienced lawyers, inexperienced lawyers. You have to make sure that you're getting the right advice because it is consequential. A buyer who doesn't close, what's a deposit? What does the word deposit mean? A deposit is a genuine pre-estimate of the damages that you'll have. So the deposit is lost. And if you sell, uh, and if they relist the property and sell it again for less, you're responsible for the carrying costs. You're responsible right. for the legal fees. You're responsible I, for the mortgage payments. I think there's a, a misconception that goes out there where uh, people are like, oh, well, if they don't close, I get to keep the deposit. You do not. Yeah. You have to I think that's really important. People are just like, oh, it's okay. Now, listen, the deposit is there to hold you to the Correct. deal. It is the good faith, and that's why... You know, if there's any concern, for example, or anything that you were like, you know what, I want to see a bigger deposit Absolutely. on this. And by the way, it's one of the reasons why I don't love long closings, but I feel like we could have a whole other episode. <laughs> sure. I don't like long closings, yep. but I think that that is a really finite like point to make is it's not an automatic. It could sit in a trust account for years. Absolutely. So if, while you if, spend it, if we brought on in, litigation, if we brought in your broker of record right now and said, if a lawyer writes to you and says, "Give me the deposit," we know that your broker of record is going to say, "I need one of two things to release a deposit." I need a mutual release which directs me what to do with the money where everyone is signed. So that's the buyer, the seller, the listing agent, the listing agency and the buyer's agency, right? So four parties to that release. Yep. And then, or I'll take a court order. And a court order that binds me that says, you, Slavens, release the money to this party. Right. So those are the only two things, mutual release or court order, under which a uh, real estate agency will release a deposit at, under dispute, under dispute. Yeah. and and that's why we hope we can settle disputes before it gets to that point. But there are times, um, 
you know, when the market bent, I had a significant transaction that went sideways and it did go to litigation and my clients did lose money and they, it, the carrying costs of this home empty, right, uh, are, were a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, did they come out exactly whole? No, and again, they, they settled because they knew the long run of the litigation would be, would be too hard. But this is where expertise is involved how you show a contract is broken, what a seller should or should not say. So in other words, no one should ever say, I'm, you know, call your realtor and say, I'm not closing. That's what we call anticipatory breach of contract. And for that, you can just kill the contract today. Yeah. So if you're thinking of not closing or if something happens, you got to talk to your lawyer, don't talk to your agent, don't talk to anybody and say, okay, how do I handle this best? And how do we move forward with the least amount of damage between now and then. And again, we're talking about personalities. So we've got now two realtors, two brokerages, a two buyer lawyers. and a seller, yeah. two lawyers. So there's a lot of moving pieces that really come into play when we're trying to sort out a dispute. And the one thing that we know is People are incredibly passionate about their real estate, right? I lived here for X number of years. I, you just Cares. said it before, I raised my kids. Yeah. I, and now- It's a part of them. And now you're offending me by your contractual behavior. And oh, I learned very early on that contract has no fault. What do I mean by that? Contracts don't care if you lose your job. Contracts don't care if you're upset. They don't care about your feelings. Contracts don't care about your feelings because yeah. they speak for themselves. The market it doesn't says, care about your no. feelings. That's my favorite line. Interest the market rates. doesn't care about your it, feelings. You know, yeah, yeah. The Bank of Canada doesn't care about your feelings towards a real estate contract. Yeah. So, so sometimes we have to really have our clients a try to remove themselves from the situation. It's so hard and though. And it's so, it's so hard. It's genuinely hard. But I will go back and I'll, I think I'll wrap it up here to say yeah. that I reinforce, and we talk about this every time I feel like we have an episode is, it's so key to work with people who you can go to for expert advice. Absolutely. And it's not a, not a shot to use me. I'm just saying, make sure that you use an agent. And in, a lawyer. And a lawyer. And so going back to, and that not only is the agent, but that there's a whole team that are good, but that they're talking to each other. Because you need to have communication right from every, from start to finish, top to tail, everyone needs to be a part of the same plan. You can't have people moving in different directions. And you can't. And you know, uh, We've t I I throw a lot of stuff off the cuff here in our podcast because the goal is to have a casual conversation about real estate. The one thing I can tell you is there's nothing casual about breach of contract. No, there's not. And, it's serious. And if you if you do find yourself or if you think you are going to find yourself, then reach out, ask your lawyer, ask your real estate lawyer, do you have a litigation lawyer to you work with? Even if you want to get, go for a consultation, spend a few hundred dollars to educate yourself about what the best steps are between now and then, because there's a lot at stake. There's time, value, money, market changes. Could be your marriage. So many like things, so, it's, and it's so stressful. Yeah, it's so stressful. So while while we 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 laugh and we joke about these things, there's an incredibly serious component, yeah. and and the consequences are are so big. You know, you and I babysit people's most significant transaction of their lives. And we, I think we don't 
take that for granted. I think we're I think we're grateful to be involved, and and I love my oh, family. I at love night I love my but it keep but we take it very seriously, and so oh, when I'm I, like mama bear. So like, when I no tell one's you, going to take advantage of my exactly, clients on my watch. Exactly. So when I tell you that if you see it coming, get that expert advice, uh, call somebody. And if you don't, if something in your head is saying, I don't like what my agent or my lawyer or, or my cousin or my the shaman, the priest, the rabbi, if I don't like what any of those people are saying, remove yourself, talk to some of your friends and colleagues, say, who do you go to right. when you have a actual problem? Not, not like the fridge isn't working, the stove isn't working, no, 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 but sure. like a actual breach of contract. So I'd leave you with that at Joel at Kadishlaw.com. Look, we work as a- <laughs> he knows he knows yeah, the drill well, now. the wrap up. <laughs> yeah. but, but I got to tell you something. You know, the, the I work with people who I like. Uh, my best agents send me great clients. And I'm always grateful to be involved in people's life cycles. And I know you are too. And, and I know that's why we call each other on weekends and nights and we think about these things and we shoot each other at text. It's true. You know why? Because we actually care about the people who we go. work. Because I can't let it go. I can't just, I'm not just going to leave I can't say it's five o'clock no, and, I, and, no, and no. I can't get back to you until tomorrow. No, no. Because this is their lives. And, and you know what? All these, all these years later, I tell you, when somebody says to me, I was referred by so-and-so, you're my cousin, I still love it. I yeah. still get a rush. I know, and, it's and true. If I don't, and you remember the file. And, and when I don't, I'm out. Yeah. That'll be the last one I do. Let's hope it's not soon. No, Thank we're you not so going to be soon. Take Thank care. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot.